Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Happy New Year. Happy it's New Year. nearly here. It is. Yeah, so welcome to Hope for Today. And today we're going to give you hope for 2024 because this is going to be a fantastic year. It will be. Yeah, it really we'll will be. We'll speak that into existence. Yes, of course. You know, uh, if, if you were sitting here telling me before we started this, uh, I think 24 is going to just be a horrible year. And I'm just I'm going to tell everybody we would not turn the camera on because right. we don't want to yeah. hear that. And you don't want to hear that. We've had enough bad news. We have. And so today we're going to give you some good news. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. I like your Christmas shirt. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. It's did, new, actually. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. Yeah, I did really too. And we're you know, countdown now to a new year, to 24. Um, this past year, I think it went by quick. Um, you know, everything's kind of fast, um, especially with everything going on in the world. You know, it's just so much going on. Um, do you guys have a Christmas tree in your house? We do. Yeah, we do not, too. Not a traditional big one. But what, what is it like? Uh, well, it's relatively small. We, we're full-time RVers, That's so good. we don't have yeah, much yeah. room in, yeah. in an RV for a Yeah, a my wife tree. used to put up a lot of trees. Now we have one tree. She's like, that. that's it. And our daughter got married in November, so we're kind of decorated out. Uh, but we do have Christmas trees, and uh, Christmas trees, the tradition, I don't know if you have one in your house or if it's part of your culture, but part of our culture is from Germanic and British culture. Germanic Lutherans started in 16th century, and Martin Luther started putting the candles on the trees, and they would make uh, decorations out of paper to like roses and fruit, nuts, and stuff like that. Popcorn strings. <laughs> Popcorn strings. <laughs> then uh, Queen Victoria's husband, Prince Albert, brought one in, I think, in 1840 to uh, the royal family, and now it's spread. Now there's Christmas trees most of the places Everywhere, around. Yeah. So you were talking to me about this concept of these trees moving because there's a, a, a story in the Bible. Why don't you mm -hmm. tell us the story you want to well, talk in, about? In Mark, we hear about a, a blind man that, that people bring to Jesus for him to heal, and he touches him once, and all of a sudden he can see, but he sees men walking around his trees. That's they're, trees. they're not rooted to anything. I actually, and, I love this story. I'll tell you and, why in a minute. And it, it dawned on me that we, we live that lifestyle as trees right now because so few of us are actually rooted into mm -hmm. the Word of God. The, the Christmas tree, it, it looks fruitful. We've got colored balls hanging all over it, mm -hmm. and it looks like it's alive. It, it looks healthy. But on the inside, it's just, it's dead. There's, it's, no, it's there's no roots yeah. and it's just, it's rotting. But I think that. And, and then we get even artificial trees. That's even worse than yeah, dead. It's, it's never been alive. Than, yeah, it's never been alive, but it looks alive. Right. So we move those around too, from the closet, the attic, the basement, yeah. back to the living room and then take it, move it. Yeah, exactly. It's a good, a good analogy. And, and I think that, that sometimes we, we have an encounter with Christ and we, we feel like we've been healed. And so we, we put on these, these little ornaments and these balls of, of religion to, to look the part. And inside, we're, we're still needing another touch. We're still mm. needing something more from God. Right. And, and until we get rooted into his word and, and start drinking that living water, right. then we're still just men as trees. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, I like that story. It's a, I love how you're tying that into they're, they're moving around and then they, they're dead. Uh, the, the other part of the story is 
about the humanity of Jesus and, and touching us that he prayed for uh, this man to be healed, and the man was not completely healed. Mm-hmm. And Jesus asked him, you know, how do you see now? Well, I see, but I, people are, look like big trees walking around. So Jesus prayed again. That story has encouraged me. Sometimes when I pray for people to be healed and they're not, I was mm-hmm. like, well, this is easy. Let's do it again. You've improved some already. Let's do it again. Right. So I love that. But I also like what you're, you're talking about, these moving trees. So you talked about we decorate these trees. We make them look really pretty, and they're not even alive anymore. Right. Or they're dead to start with. And there's scriptures talking about that. Jesus talked to the religious people of his day and said, you're dead. You're, mm-hmm. you're like a mausoleum. And it's all right. whitewashed, but it's, it's, it's death made to look good. Exactly. And really, that's yeah. what a Christmas tree is. Isn't it? It's, it's not coming back yeah. to life. It's not going to yeah. do anything productive. It's just there. And I mean, really, the, the water at the bottom that you were talking about earlier, you know, that's just it, it's life sustaining. Yeah, it's just life support. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and it's, it's, it's not life giving. Yeah. Yeah. And this religion that you're talking about is not life's like life giving. It may be life sustaining nearly to fool you that I'm safe because I have religion. So this may be confusing. You're like, okay, this is a Christian broadcast and you're saying not very kind things about religion. No, because we're like Christians, like Jesus. Right. <laughs> he, Jesus had nothing good to say about the religious religion. Yeah. Let me give you a, a, a easy understand religion. Religion is man's rules and attempt to reach God. But what they do usually is rule you away from God. Right. It, it, it's all the pomp and and circumstance of the religion and getting caught up in all the rules and missing the relationship. Exactly. And I, I think a lot of us are just missing out on having a relationship because we're so caught up on following the laws of religion. Right. So how do, do people get from accepting Jesus Christ as their Savior? So all it takes to be a believer is to believe on Jesus Christ, that He is the Son of God. When people get to that point, they're a believer in Jesus and then they're open to have a relationship with Jesus. But if they get plugged into a religion that's not about Jesus' relationship with God, what's going to happen to them? Many will say to me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and in your, mm-hmm. in your name, cast out demons and in your name done many wonderful works? Right. And he'll profess to them, I never knew you. Right. To know somebody, you have to have a relationship. Relationship. With. You have to build and, intimacy. Exactly. And that's to be vulnerable and real. And religion does not want you to be vulnerable and real. It wants you to obey rules. That's right. Right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and fit in. Well, the, uh, when my mom was, was growing up in church, women were not allowed to wear pants. They had to mm-hmm. wear dresses and skirts. And then one year they had a, a vote and decided, okay, well, they can wear pants now. Okay. If you can change doctrine based on a on man's your, vote. On the outward appearance. Well, yeah. well if, if a man can vote to change the doctrine, True. then... The doctrine wasn't based on scripture. Right, right. Because we can't change God's word. Right. And that's what religion does. And, and that's what religion it, does. It, it gets it, caught up on those things. Exactly. It, the A relationship with Christ doesn't change according to culture. I went to a church, Randy. You Tell me your, your mom's story. This won't be difficult for you to understand. Uh, when I was probably in my 20s, I went to speak at a small church and a, a little lady that greeted me there was very proud to show me their closet right off the, the, the lobby of the church, it was a small church. And, 
She goes, now here's all the clothes. You know, we're believing people are going to come tonight and probably get saved, but some of them may not be dressed right. So we have skirts for the women. We have some long sleeve blouses and some sweaters or shawls if they're inappropriate because, you know, they need to look right. She was way more concerned with how they looked than what was going on in the heart. I don't, I mean, if people are covered up, uh, <laughs> I'm not concerned to how they dress or look. I'm wanting to see what's going on in their heart. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we've seen it right here at Freedom where somebody would start coming and they might dress a particular way, but the more they come and the closer they get to God, we don't have to tell, don't them, tell them anything to, about to how they change dress. how they're dressed. But you see the progression in their walk with Christ and and how they're and where they the go they dress changes. and what they do, yeah. what they watch, what we, they listen to. I don't teach any of that. You may say, well, what kind of standards do your people live by? Holy Spirit standards. Yes, yeah. the, the Holy Spirit's going to change what yeah. he, he needs to change. It's not a matter of us telling people what to change. Because I was raised in rules. So here's how rules in church go. I obeyed the rules as long as people were watching. Right. When people weren't watching and I thought I could get away with it, I broke all the rules I could because I couldn't live up to the rules. I think a lot of religion forces people to lose their integrity. Well, you become rebellious. Yeah. It, yeah. It, and I, I know when I went through my rebellious stage, I grew up in church. Mm -hmm. And once I, I was out of my parents' house and I, I started doing my own thing, then I got away from God. And I, I got church hurt and I held it against against Christians. Right. And it, it wasn't until I realized that Christians are just people, not Christ, that, that I could get over that. And and come back to Christ and actually have a relationship. Right. Well, I do have a relationship with you, so much so that I jumped right into this interview as you're my friend, but they don't even know what you do. So this is Randy Derrick. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever done that. We're, we're nearly done. Tell us what you do, Randy. Well, uh, for about 16 years, I was in law enforcement. I was uh -huh. a police officer in rural cities and got out of law enforcement and started my own company. I did that for about six years. And one day during my, my morning devotion, God told me, he said, you've built for man long enough. It's time to build for me. Hmm. And it was, it was so clear and, and just there was no doubt about it whenever he, he spoke to me and told me that, that I started shutting down my business. And hmm. I closed shop. I didn't know what I was supposed to do or where I was supposed to go. But I just knew that he would, he would lay it out for me. And now I'm, I'm working for Church Mobilization, part of the North Texas District Council. Uh, of the Assemblies of God, and I uh, go around building churches, remodeling churches, repairing churches. Worked on this church. Worked on this yeah, church. Did a lot yeah. of good work. So we, uh, I, I'm literally building for the kingdom now, and, and it, it just feels good to know that I'm in the place that God wants me to be. Right. And uh, Randy is not a religious person, but he's deeply spiritual. He really loves God, uh, loves his family, loves God. They like doing God's work. And that's, that's the key, I think, to a happy new year. It really you, is. You want a happy new year? Um, find God in relationship. Maybe you don't have many churches to uh, choose from. Maybe you're in a, a church that's full of religion. And I'm not saying forsake that church or leave that church. I'm saying most people go to church once a week. You have all week long to work on your relationship with God. And here's what you've heard me say this from the pulpit, Randy, here at Freedom, that if you're only eating on Sunday morning and I'm spoon feeding a message or your pastor spoon feeding you, you're starving to death. 
I got to yeah. eat it every day. Yeah. I mean, to maintain exactly. my health, I have to eat food every day unless I'm on a, a fast, but I can't sustain a fast forever either. Mm-hmm. And so you need to be eating God's word. How do you eat God's word? Get in the word of God, get it on a Bible app, read the word of God daily. And that brings you right into relationship with God. So if you really wanted to really, really know me, and I had a diary and I said, you know what? I've written everything about John Bates in here. Every secret, everything I've ever done. Here you go. Then I could read your you word. Would, and you would know exactly From the horse's mouth and know exactly. And that's God's word. Yep. That's the Bible. It's his diary of who he is, what he does, how he behaves, what he wants out of you. What, everything is in, that's his diary. So once you get to know God's word and who he is and how he operates, that's the relationship with God. You don't have time for religion then. It doesn't even make sense. When, when my daughter came to me and told me, you know, that she had accepted Christ as her mm-hmm. Savior and, and she had gotten saved, I, I went and I bought her a Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, it, it's an important step in a kid's life when they, they or in anybody's life, right. really. Right. And so I, I bought her a Bible, and when I gave it to her, I told her, I said, this is just a collection of love stories because God is love. Right. And, and if you, any story you read in the Bible if you read it from the perspective of love, you're going to see whole new meaning and whole new revelations right. in that story. Right. I love that. Well, let's shift because everybody in the world is about to go into a new year. Everybody. Mm-hmm. I think we're ready to get out of 23. You know, it was, it was some good stuff, but it was, it was a lot. And, you know, some of it's shifting into 24, but it always gives you a chance for a new mindset, uh, a new lease on life, a new, fresh, clean year. What are you expecting in 24 for you, your family, whatever? Man, I, I don't know. I was, I was giving my testimony one time to, to Chris here at, mm-hmm. at Freedom. And he, he told me, he's like, man, you, you when I, I talked about shutting down my business and following for whatever God had in store for me, he said, man, that's, that's like Abraham faith. And I'd never thought about it like mm-hmm. that. And, and so it, I, I think... In this new year, I just want to have Abraham faith and, and just take whatever God puts in my path and just go with it. That's awesome. For me, uh, the year 24, I want to continue to develop and become more of who God wants me to be. Uh, I've determined uh, in 24, I mean, we've had some restrictions in 23. Finances are, have been sketchy, but I've been blessed. Um, travel, it's been questionable. You know, do you go here? Do you go there? So what I'm declaring in 24 is I'll go everywhere God wants me to go. Mm-hmm. I'll do everything he wants me to do. I'll eat everything I'm supposed to eat. I'll live where I'm supposed to live. I'll drive what I'm supposed to drive. That God will be Jehovah Jireh to me and meet all my provisions. And I feel in the year 24, one of the big lessons I, I think we're going to learn is the difference between the God Mammon, which is the God of money, and Jehovah Jireh the God, the provider. God's going to just provide in supernatural ways. And I encourage you, speak that over your life. And it pulls you away from religion. Religion and mammon are friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Jehovah Jireh is, is friends to the spiritual people mm-hmm. you know, that, that really depend upon God and trust Him. He just provides, provides, and provides. And so I believe this year for me personally, for my family, for the ministries I'm involved in, for my ministry— that it will be a year of supernatural provision, and I'm excited for it. Me too. Yeah, I, it's I, great. You're I, a big giver. You love to give. I, I do. I, I think that the whole reason God gives to us is so we can give to it others. It is. That's exactly the reason. And so I want to be even more generous mm-hmm. 
in this coming year. Well, again, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> it's going to be great. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And enter into this new year with great hope. Randy, thanks for being my guest today. Thank Appreciate you for having you. me. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.